0: So, I did something really stupid yesterday, which is like only a minor irritation, but it has derailed my entire morning. What's that? I, uh, I, I wanted to spend the couple of hours before recording the podcast writing my novel, right? So Mm -hmm. I. Opened up my Word document, etc., etc. Last night, I went downstairs to have some dinner and watch my husband play Persona 4, and I put my headset down on my desk with the bar of the headset apparently holding down the space bar. <laughs> oh man. My document, which was about <laughs> 42,000 words, now claims it's 113,500 <laughs> words, and is currently attempting to correct itself and counting down lethargically from what was 140,000 words. But it means that I can't type on the document, because every time I try and type on the document, the whole thing has a meltdown. <laughs> so I've been sitting for two hours watching this very large number very gradually. Become smaller. I just want to finish this sentence. I have like five words to finish this sentence and it won't even register that I'm typing on the document because it's trying to like figure out how many words I have because there are too many spaces at the end of the document.
1: Oh my gosh. That's hilarious.
0: It's so I, annoying. That's
1: why I like Google Docs because then you could just be like, okay, what time did I stop? I will revert it back to that time.
0: Google Docs is fine, but like I don't want Google having my bad novel on their (laughs) server true, for forever. So
1: Yeah, and one time I had a student in Google Docs just hold down one... I can't remember what letter it was, not that it matters, but they just hold down for, like, an entire 10 minutes of me talking and then was like, wow, my document's really laggy. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, Yeah, so every time I try and, like type anything in this document it's like microsoft word is not responding I'm like god damn it this is all my fault i'm such an idiot <laughs> so i have not been able to be productive this morning i am on my second cup of coffee and i'm sitting in my brand new gaming chair Ooh, fancy schmancy <laughs> it is my big my big girl 30th present that my husband my wonderful husband bought for me awesome it's in overwatch colors it says overwatch on the side it's got a big orange stripe Ooh. It's fancy as shit it did not make me better at Overwatch.
1: <laughs> well, now you need to get the D.Va
0: headset and all of the accessories. Well, I could have got a D.Va, a D.Va chair, but it was so offensively pink.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: couldn't, I couldn't
1: do that to myself. Diva's aesthetic is uh, not for everyone.
0: Bubblegum pink. I do like her, uh, her like neon green special skin vibe, but yeah, yeah I, couldn't, I couldn't do the pink. How was your morning been?
1: Uh, not bad. I went for a very short run. Um, well done, you. We got COVID tested on Friday, so now my entire brain is like Ugh. paranoid, and so that's not fun. Did the swab have to go right up your nose? Yes. It, well, Ugh. I have a very narrow nose too, so it was not pleasant. It doesn't really hurt just very uncomfortable and then afterwards it felt like someone had punched me in the nose could you feel it tickling your brain i feel like it didn't go as far as people were saying like only maybe a couple inches which i guess sounds sounds like
0: forever <laughs> that's, that's a lot in us in a nose
1: i guess so yeah uh just waiting on that so i'm like panicking or not panicking just like going crazy with not Doing anything, right?
0: Yeah. When you're waiting for news like that, it's always like when I when I go for my pap smear, and then you're always waiting, like, oh, what if, what if they found something? And then they never call you if you if they don't find anything, they don't call you. Yeah. So eventually, it's like four weeks later, you're like, oh, I guess I'm not dying. So (laughs) it's probably fine. I'm probably fine.
1: Well, welcome to Are You Serious: A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan.
0: I'm Esme. This is episode fourteen.
1: Yes. That is the episode.
0: <laughs> that is the episode. And you promised me nice ones today. Yes. Because last week. I just re-listened to last week's episode. That was, was some rough shit. Yeah, the,
1: the, I went a little easy on, on this one. Um, Good. But I do have some some fun douchebags here. Okay, cool. Well, the first one um, is an Am I the Asshole post. And it is, am I the asshole for making my 16-year-old stepdaughter do more work around the house?
0: Hmm. Hmm. There are are parameters here, but continue OP. There are
1: so many, yeah, forks in the road that this could go on. There are no ages except her who is 16. Okay. So I assume it's not some weird age gap. There's no school and she doesn't have a job, so my stepdaughter has no responsibilities at the moment. For context, her dad was a single dad until he met me when she was 10, and now we have two more children together. Her dad is a GP, so he works pretty much constantly, and I'm left looking after two children by myself for the majority of the day, both five and two years old, respectively. Oops. Apart from cooking the daily family meal twice a week maximum, looking after the children two times a week when we go grocery shopping, and helping me put away said grocery shopping, my stepdaughter does nothing to help when I'm clearly in over my head, and she's old enough to be taught a little responsibility. When I was her age, I was working two jobs, and looked after my little sister and helped out around the house without being being asked. She has to be asked to do every little thing apart from the things mentioned so far, and almost always does them begrudgingly. To teach her a better work ethic, I put together a chart full of chores she has to do every day. Until she's done them, she's banned from using her devices, both her phone and her iPad. And I also take away whatever book she's reading at the moment. What? Yeah. She can have them back when all the chores are done. A typical day for the past week has involved her doing five chores of her choice from a list. The choices are, as examples, vacuum all of upstairs or downstairs, wash the floor, cook dinner, fold the laundry, do the dishes, dust any surfaces, tidy your siblings' rooms, walk the dogs, pick up dog poop from the garden, etc.
0: Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa, whoa, whoa. She's not your maid. Like, I, I, I appreciate that at 16, you should be doing a little bit to help around the house. But like, they're big tasks. And five chores every single day is a lot. That's a lot. I would say five chores a week of, the, of that nature. Especially big chores like cleaning all the dog poop out the yard. That is an unfun chore and maybe only needs to be done once a week. Like, that's not an everyday thing. But Jesus Christ. I was ready to be like, yeah, 16-year-old should be pulling her weight. But this is like a labor camp. Yeah.
1: And who takes away a teenager's book? If a the teenager book. is reading a book and you take their phone away, let them read the book. It's good for them.
0: Well, can she not listen to her own music or a podcast while she's doing these chores? Yeah, that's weird. That That's really draconian. That's too much. Yeah, cleaning her siblings rooms she's not their parent yeah and
1: a five year old can tidy up their own room
0: they can at least put their own toys away in their room maybe you know they're not going to be putting their laundry in the hamper or whatever but they are going to be able to put their toys away jeez that's a lot That is a lot.
1: This was all working out fine until my husband caught on to what was going on, and he (laughs) accused me of being lazy and punishing her for no reason and overstepping boundaries. Yeah. I don't agree at all. The household is running much more smoothly with her help, and I have more time to spend educating my five-year-old since school is out, and I need to make sure he doesn't fall behind. Am I the asshole? What
0: about the 16-year-old? arguably her education at this point of her school career is more important than your five-year-olds, I'm sorry you should be doing minimal stuff with your five-year-old anyway like alphabet, writing your name Like you don't need to be doing too much. That should just be your basic intrinsic this is how I deal with my five year old anyway. She is being punished for nothing.
1: Yeah, she's being punished. And I would say it would be okay if she was like, Okay, here's a list of chores for everything that you do. I will give you X amount of money. Like you get five dollars right. for That's every, how every to... five
0: chores you do, or whatever. That's how it used to run in my household.
1: Yeah. And I I, I I know that that's somewhat controversial now, because I feel like kids should be taught that they just should contribute to the household, like, that's just what you do living in a household, but if you, like, if you want her help, instead of punishing her for not helping, you need to reward her for helping.
0: Yeah, it needs to have some value to the child, right? I mean, when, when I was 13, both of my parents had jobs out of town, so if we didn't, make our own dinner, for example, we weren't going to eat until eight o'clock at night. But all of us were, I mean, when I was 13, my little sister was 10. So all of us could do like one thing. If one of us was in charge of the dinner, then the other two would have to wash and dry the dishes. Yeah, sounds fair. And we did that every day. At the weekend, if we like helped to vacuum or we tidied our room, then we got a little bonus cash. We were all expected to do our own laundry. But the the upside of doing these things was, hey, if you don't do them, it doesn't get done. So if I'm then complaining to my mum, mum, I don't have laundry, she'd be like, well, did you do your laundry this week? No. Well, then you've got no laundry. You're going to have to wear dirty clothes. That was the value of that for me in that situation. But when one of the parents is home all the time, then it shouldn't be you do all these things and I just educate my child. It should be, hey, I'm cooking, I'm making lunch for the little ones right now. Can you just make sure that the kitchen table is cleared so we can all sit down and eat? That's helping.
1: And also like building a relationship
0: with her instead of using yes. her as your literal slave. Like, Yeah. What is stopping them from making this into family time, right? Everybody goes out and does it all together. Or hey, the little ones are going to pick up their toys and I'm going to teach them the value of cleaning up after themselves and if you can just vacuum after we've done that, that's great.
1: That would be amazing. And then give her an allowance. So if you do a chore every day, get whatever. I don't know what an allowance is these days. <laughs> I ten, don't. Ten bucks. Was my allowance? Oh god, I didn't get that much. Yeah. Well, so that was like when I was an older, teenager. When I was, I still didn't get that much. <laughs> I was expected to.
0: It was like, you want money? Go get a job. <laughs> that was that was how it worked. It was yeah. If you want extra spending money, go get a part time job. It's like okay.
1: Yeah. If I were the sixteen year old, I would one hundred. Well, maybe not during a pandemic, but I. And this was the situation.
0: I would get a job so I wouldn't have to hang around. That is the other thing. You can't expect this kid to get a job in the middle of a global pandemic. Nobody's hiring a 16-year-old right now.
1: So, (sighs) and it's like, I get it. Two young kids, it sounds like they have also dogs that need to be taken care of. Like, that sounds like a lot of work for one person to handle. But instead of punishing her, like, build a relationship with her and help her build skills. And it sounds like she was complaining that the teenager only cooks family
0: dinner twice a week, only looks after the kids twice a week, and puts away the groceries. That is too much. And I'm gonna go back to my previously controversial statement. You chose to have the kids. If you don't want to look after them, that's your fault. Like, honestly. She didn't choose to have younger siblings. Right. They're not her children. Why is she looking after them? That That drives me up the wall. It really
1: does. Yeah, I know a lot of kids or adults now who when they were a kid or a teenager, they had to take care of their younger siblings and now they're like, I already was a parent and I'm not
0: going to do that again. Right. They, and they didn't have time for themselves when they were kids because they were like parent number three or whatever. Yeah, And I, I've, I've had situations with some of my friends where because they've been looking after their much younger siblings for the majority of their lives when they actually try to have a say in that child's life the parents are like it's not your it's not your child you can't tell them what to do it's like "Bitch, i fed them like i cleaned their i cleaned their butts when they pooped i should have a say in what this kid does and what this kid doesn't do and it makes this really weird dynamic in the family where it's okay for you to look after the kid but it's not okay for you to have any say in the way that they live their life Yeah, I see
1: this a lot in, like, um, Raised by Narcissists, where Mm -hmm. they have this weird parent relationship with their oldest kid, and so it also very, kind of, violates some boundaries um, where the parent is, like, leaning emotionally on the teenager, and that's not a healthy dynamic.
0: I'm thinking about the mental toll this is having on this 16-year-old. Yeah. She's already had to leave school because of a global pandemic, had to do all her classes online, probably hasn't seen her friends for two and a half months, and now she's being treated like a slave in her own home by this person who isn't even related to her.
1: Yeah. Who doesn't seem to think of her as a person with interests. Like, she doesn't say anything about her. She's just like, she doesn't have a job. She does stuff begrudgingly. It's like, yeah, because you don't talk to her and try and build a relationship. Because there is zero respect there, that's why. Like, she's gonna be more willing to do this stuff for you if you, like, take an interest in her as a person instead of a fucking source of your (sighs) labor. Well, anyway, there are two updates. Okay. Major update. Thanks to you guys upvoting this so much, my stepdaughter found this post and showed it to my husband last night. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure to you, this is a perfectly happy ending. But you do understand that it's tearing a goddamn family away from their father, right? By the way, things are looking, comma. This isn't something he's willing to work past. I'm going to stay with my mother until the dust settles. Thanks for the awards.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. What an entitled bitch. If If it isn't the consequences of my (laughs) actions. I'm glad that the dad put his foot down, though. Yes. Honestly. Like, it would have been terrible if he came home and was like, yes, that's what she should be doing as a young woman. No, it isn't. They're not her children and she should not be expected to live like this. Yeah, it's really refreshing to see the the father take
1: the daughter's side instead of the step parents because we've seen a lot of those where it's like yes yeah, my, my dad just says I should stop whining and do it but yeah. yeah so major update two since the discovery of my last post my husband and I have had plenty of screaming matches and finally an honest sit down discussion trying to resolve the issues maybe you should have started with the sit down discussion
0: yeah I don't understand why she's so majorly why is this the hill she's willing to die on I think I mean, not to give her
1: too much credit, but I think it has something to do with the fact that she is feeling overwhelmed and so she's looking to the only source of relief that she has. Again, like you said, her own hole that she dug for herself. After much discussion, we decided to stay together for the meantime, but I'm on very strict probation. The rules and understandings we came to are as follows. One, if I need paid help around the house, he will pay for it. Good. Two, my stepdaughter will not under any circumstances be punished by me in any way. He is the sole disciplinarian and any and all punishments must be enforced by him alone. I'm not allowed to forbid her from using any devices, and if I have any issues with her behavior, I am to voice them to him, but he will decide what to do about them. Three, my stepdaughter will do roughly an hour's worth of chores on all weekdays, and any big chores, such as cooking and cleaning whole floors, are to be a joint effort. I am am to teach her how to cook and help her in the kitchen at all times. Good. Four, she will not under any circumstances clean her siblings' rooms. Yes! And I have to teach our five-year-old and two-year-old to clean up after themselves. He mentioned he was shocked to learn that they couldn't already. Five, if any of the above rules are broken, even a little bit by me, I'm out of both their lives. I guess everything worked out. I am on very thin ice, obviously, and my stepdaughter hasn't even looked at me since this whole thing was unearthed. But I do actually want to build a relationship with her. I feel like after this, she will never feel more than tolerance for me, but I brought that on myself. This will be the final update on the situation.
0: Dang, what a good dad. Yeah. Honestly. Those are
1: all very good boundaries to have.
0: Amazing rules. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I'm very pleased that the the daughter has a an understanding and supportive dad who is willing to stand her corner for her. That's... That's really good. It's refreshing. That's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I am surprised to see that she is going to teach her how to cook. Like, what was she doing before? I mean, I know that there are easy recipes that a 16-year-old I mean, can do, but...
0: Maybe, sh- maybe it was freezer food. Maybe it was, like, freezer oven fries and, you know... Chicken wings. Burger patties and chicken wings or whatever. It It may not have been... A wholesome, like properly cooked meal. Yeah, I'm imagining like a hamburger helper because I could make
1: that right. when I was 16.
0: Or maybe pasta and canned sauce. Yeah, like that—that that would be an easy thing for a 16 year old to do without any kitchen skills at all. But good on the dad. Honestly, that's that's real nice. I am. I also appreciate that he said, "Look, if you need help around the house, I'll pay for a maid." Yeah, but like, that doesn't concern me. So he doesn't just dismiss that she's feeling overwhelmed and that she needs help. Mm-hmm. But he does really push for his daughter to be allowed to have a a decent life in the house. Yeah. Which is And it's a, a nice plus. compromise,
1: too, because he's not like, she's not going to do any work around the house. No. It's like, no, she's going to do one chore a day, essentially. And that's fine. Like, that's good and fine. And that's a proper amount of contribution to the household. Yeah. No, that's good. And ho- hopefully, them cooking together will kind of help build their relationship.
0: Might ease the tension a bit, right? As long as, as long as stepmom isn't going to try and be really controlling in the kitchen about that. Yeah, like she has to take take a foot off the off the accelerator for a second.
1: Yeah, and and it helps. She'd be like, okay, what do you want to learn how to cook? You know, right. what do you need help with? I am your sous chef. You aren't like you're in charge. That would be kind of a cool dynamic
0: what's your favorite meal let's learn how to make it together yeah that would be very good there's potential
1: and yeah it's it's funny because she went through op went through like the phases of like (laughs) grief i guess that's not the right word but like she dug in in her first update and was like good job you guys you fucked me over and then in the second one
0: she's like okay yeah yeah she blamed us so i also want to add that having somebody in the kitchen to actually teach you how to cook And the value of cooking for yourself is an invaluable lesson, honestly, because I was talking to my husband about this this week. I was a very reluctant cook when I was 24, 25. I saw it as necessary But it was a chore I could do without, especially since I was commuting an hour a day to my job. So by the time I got home, it was five o'clock at night and I normally had schoolwork to do as well. So it was like, okay, I'm just going to throw something in and then I'm going to have to do it. But I need to do it quick. So I learned how to make like seven things and nothing else. Yeah. And I just cooked those seven things. Since I've been married, I've really tried to focus on improving my cooking skills so I can make more stuff. Um, my husband was saying, it isn't that you couldn't cook, it's that you didn't see the value of cooking. Yeah. You didn't enjoy doing it. It was like, it was an extra chore that you would rather do without. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I had to feed myself to live, but I didn't have to like it.
1: Yeah. I feel like when I was a roommate, um, I we did like bigger meals. So it was like stew and stir fry and those kind of like bulk family style meals.
0: Oh yeah. I used to do a lot of that too. Just like make a huge vat of spaghetti bolognese and then put it in the freezer.
1: Yeah, and then when I had to cook for you know me and my husband, it was Trader Joe's was like the yeah. the baby steps of like get one of their stir fry things and then you can add whatever you want to it. Right. Um. Yeah. And and then and then I started getting Blue Apron and now I'm like yeah me too professional.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started getting Blue Apron. And I learned how to do a whole bunch of other stuff and I started using um cookbooks, TV chef cookbooks, a lot more. Gordon Ramsay's cookbooks are so good, by the way. Um, And uh, if you're in the UK, Jamie Oliver, his uh, Save with Jamie cookbook is amazing. And they taught me a whole load of skills. Like, I can joint a chicken now. Nice. And I can make chicken stock. And like, a whole bunch of stuff I couldn't do before that improves the quality of the food that I make. So actually, like, if the stepmom takes this seriously, she could leave the daughter with a really valuable skill that she's going to use the, the rest of her life. Yeah, I
1: have uh the cook... It's kind of like a cookbook slash textbook. It's called The Food Lab. It's fucking huge. And that one teaches like, okay, here's what happens if you salt the burger... And then you let it sit for 10 minutes before putting it on. Here's what happens when you salt it right before you put it on. Here's what happens cool. when you salt it. Like, and it has pictures, references and stuff of like, oh, that's good. here's what will happen if you don't do it with the proper technique. It, your steak will end up looking like fucking <laughs> tuna. Um, But yeah, that, that one's very helpful. But I feel like Blue Apron taught me how to cook correctly. Because like, I would just throw stuff on. Yes. And now I'm like, okay, actually you should cook the meat and then take it off of the heat and you can cover it in tin foil to keep it warm and then cook the vegetables and blah blah blah. Right.
0: So. And the the step-by-step pictures that they give you too, that's something I really need. I'm a really visual learner. Mm-hmm. So when they're telling me cook it until it's translucent, I'm like, but how translucent? <laughs> Does it need to be like just a little bit off white or do do I need to be able to like see my hand through like how how much? So actually having the pictures is really beneficial to me because I can go, okay, it looks like that now. I can take it off. Yeah, same. So
1: It's like, okay, and mine looks like the picture, so I'm doing it yeah, well.
0: <laughs> it looks like the picture, so I've done it right.
1: All right, so that was a happy ending. Uh,
0: that's good. Um, I'm glad.
1: <laughs> so apologies for this next one. It's 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 the worst it's gonna get. Then we're gonna get okay. Some I've good swallowed ones. my coffee. <laughs> Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend that we wouldn't need air conditioning if she lost weight? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. You want to go ahead and guess ages on this one?
0: Uh, thirty-two and twenty-one. Uh,
1: shift up three. Twenty-four and thirty-five. You were was, you got the ratio right. But, the ratio the was right. right okay, good, 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 good. I'm an extremely health conscious person. I run every day, work out multiple times a day, even if it's small. I only drink water and I watch what I eat. I'm vegan. My girlfriend does none of those things. I met her at a bar three years ago and fell in love with her because she was down to earth, kind and sweet. She's also beautiful, facially. Oh. <laughs> oh
0: god when i was reading this
1: post i stopped at that line and just screenshotted it
0: because i knew i wanted to read it on the podcast (laughs) beautiful facially oh my god who works out more than once a day yeah
1: i mean i could see like right now since we're all at home maybe spreading it out right like i'm gonna do push-ups whenever there's a load screen or whatever yeah
0: oh there's this great workout called the Reinhardt workout for Overwatch players Ooh, and it's uh it's gonna make you buff like Reinhardt every single time your team isn't on the payload every time someone asks for healing like and it's like different stuff for each it's really good it's intense but if you play a lot of video games the Reinhardt workout might be good for you I
1: really like the Brigitte you can get a shirt with Brigitte's logo that says I work out because I love to eat yes (laughs) uh anyway She's the girl of my dreams. Well, I moved into her house with her a year ago, and our first (sighs) fight happened two nights after I moved in. She was upset that I cooked dinner for myself and didn't make her anything. I told her that if she wanted to eat, she could work for it herself, to which she replied that it was rude of me to do so because couples are supposed to care about each other. I said, okay, if you want me to make dinner and care about you, you have to commit to being vegan with me and do better for your health. She wouldn't agree. No. There are many ways to be healthy while not being vegan. Alternatively, there are many ways to be unhealthy while being vegan.
0: Yeah, like with your crappy attitude. (laughs) I've tried
1: many times to get her concerned about her health, and she always gets offended or laughs me off and says she's here for a good time, not a long time. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I really like her.
0: (laughs) I want to date her.
1: Her nihilism isn't cute to me, and I'm worried I won't get to grow old with her if she keeps disregarding her body. I'm sorry, her nihilism? Oh my god. (laughs) Nihilism? Like, bro. Like, nihilism about her diet? Does she- do you not know her enough to know what she cares about? Because she probably has hobbies or interests
0: or passions, but it sounds like you don't give a shit. Well, she probably also is concerned about her health if she's truly overweight. Like, I don't think I know anybody who is truly overweight and thinks I'm completely healthy. Like, it, I, I, there is this weird misconception where if you're overweight, you clearly don't care about your health. And I don't think from the majority of overweight people that that's true, from my experience.
1: Um, so he says in the next line that she is 5'7 and 190 pounds. It doesn't sound terrible to me. No, and I'm because you can find reference pictures and things online. And she's not like un like she probably is like a little overweight, but not so much to be really concerned about.
0: Yeah, like she could drop a couple of pounds and tone up, but really, if she cares, she's not in. Yeah, she's not in a danger category. Right, I get that. If she does, kind care. of where I'm at is. I'm a little bit dumpy around the middle, but it's probably not causing me any severe health problems. I'm working out because I want to look better, not because I, I'm i concerned about my health. Mm-hmm. I just want to maintain the way I'm at, and I want to do it in a healthy way. Yeah, and so him shaming her is, seems to be
1: just not... He's pretending like he's concerned about her health, but he wants her to stay fit for him anyway. Her BMI determines that she's overweight probably like slightly so does mine yeah i it's very <laughs> hard to not be in that range
0: by of- like 1% yeah <laughs> When we met,
1: she was 170 pounds or so, and even then, she was a little unhealthy. Fuck off. But her excuse for letting her health go is that she's just, quote, comfortable with me. I'm comfortable with her, and I'm not letting myself go. Frankly, I'm frustrated. I just want her to be healthy so I don't outlive her because I love her. But today, after she ate, she was complaining about how hot it was. She was whining about how we'd need to buy an AC to keep cool, and she doesn't have shorts or skirts to wear because she needs to buy some more clothes. I was just being honest, and I said that maybe if she lost some weight and took care of her health better, she'd find that she wouldn't need an AC. Nope, that's not true. No, it isn't. And also, this was, uh, I don't know where they are, it doesn't say, but when I was reading this, it was a 90 degree day. God. I'm very thin, and I find that I'm never hot in our house. I didn't even know why she was complaining. And bigger people tend to be hot bodies.
0: But men and women also have different temperature, um... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, equilibrium's. Right. Because my dad always used to complain that it's boiling in this house, he used to say, all the time. And we'd, me and my mom and my sisters would all be shivering because it was freezing. And he would turn the heat off in England. <laughs> so men and women have different... The, the temperature feels different for their
1: bodies. Yeah, my dad refused to turn the air conditioning on, even if it was super hot in the
0: car yeah and especially at different times of your menstrual cycle as well cuz i know for me before my period i just feel hot all the time hmm. all the time i'm sweating all the time it's terrible i feel uncomfortable it's part of the bloating i think yeah probably retaining water maybe um but i just feel hot continuously
1: when i'm what well, just before my period um yeah so She was silent and didn't say anything, so I said that also if she lost some weight it would be easier for her to shop for clothes because she could buy the cute stuff and not the burlap sacks that the plus size (gasps) sections sell. I guess I worded it wrong because she took offense and started crying. She told me how she used to have an ED, anorexia, as a teen and that my my mentioning her health triggered it. Well, if she- What a (laughs) break. Get ready for this next slide. Oh, God. Well, if she had it when she was a teen, why would it still bother her? Oh, my God. Do you understand people at all? (sighs) I'm almost done, I promise. She should care about her health now more than ever because she knows that too much dieting is wrong. To me it felt like a cop-out, as if she doesn't want to put in the effort to just change her health for the better and wanted to make me feel bad. Hey, fucking guess who's projecting? This is all about you, douchebag! You're trying to make her feel bad so that she conforms to what you want her to do. You're negging her. She'll be a nasty skinny vegan like you, you prick. We got into a huge fight. She screamed at me to shut up and went to our room. I heard her throwing things and crying, so I didn't go in. Haven't talked to her since this afternoon. Am I the asshole? I just want her to be healthy.
0: No, you don't. You want her to be somebody who's, who you can conform to your opinion. That's what you want. You want her to be so dependent on you and your lifestyle that she isn't going to go anywhere. I, I cannot stand- I do not mind if people are vegan. Honestly, don't care. Vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, no carb, whatever. As long as you're not trying to impose it on other people who do not want that lifestyle. And,
1: and not even in, in such a way where he think Like, it's not a moral issue for him. It doesn't no. seem like he thinks it's the most healthy, which isn't necessarily
0: true. Depending on your gene type and your body- it can be incredibly unhealthy. I have a friend who has lost like 30-40 pounds over the uh, course of the quarantine. She did a a gene test uh, to see what kind of diet would be best for her and it recommended a vegan low-carb diet for her and she has dropped pounds. She looks the healthiest I've ever seen her. Any other diet did not work for her because of um, genetic makeup. Some people's genetic makeup means that certain kinds of food don't uh, make you put weight on more than others, especially if you're uh, of mixed race descent. So being vegan might not be what's best for her, especially not if she's had an eating disorder. Yeah, that's that can actually cause someone to spiral
1: more if you add on eat, eating restrictions to yourself. So say you try and do like a no carb diet, it could lead, like trigger the eating disorder spiral again. So she probably doesn't want to restrict herself because that is a trigger for her. Right. And if- She used to have an eating disorder. Her weight is going to fluctuate throughout her life. That's just going to be Mm -hmm. a thing that happens. And he is using all of these excuses. Like, I want her to be vegan. I want her to be healthy. Uh, I love her. Whatever. (laughs)
0: He doesn't. But whatever. You don't love her.
1: And he's trying to be like, look, I'm not the bad guy. I just want what's best for you. And that's such an abuser tactic. (sighs) So awful. So
0: uh yeah i just it seems like she had a pretty considering that she had a, an eating disorder earlier in her life her view towards her own body was pretty healthy like she said well i've just let myself go a little bit it's okay yeah like um everybody gets gains a little weight when they get into a relationship which is true it's about um people gain about 20 pounds once they get into a stable and uh and comfortable relationship that is a scientific fact. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's a really interesting. Uh, someone did a study on it five or six years ago, and the average amount of weight that both parties put on uh, is about twenty pounds. I wonder how much of that has
1: to do with like you have less time to go work out.
0: Yeah, it's a combination of stuff. A lot of people when you when you start dating, you got to eat a lot, mm. and also just aging. Aging, and then the other factor is once you start living with another person, you start to cook bigger amounts of food. Mm, yeah. So instead of like saving your leftovers you'll just eat it because you've made enough for two people and there's a tiny bit left over and we might as well just eat that because it's not enough for two people to eat again yeah yeah i'm guilty of that <laughs> yeah i do that too um which is fine which is fine like and your partner should not be shaming you for what your body looks like at all in any way i'm really fortunate because my husband's really supportive whatever weight i am and he's been he's been great because he's been teaching me how to use weights and making sure that You know, while I'm dieting, I'm not hungry. um, And, you know, he's trying to do some little bit of diet in solidarity with me. (laughs) Just being generally supportive, like a good spouse. Yeah,
1: I read this one to my husband and he was like, I don't understand why people think that anyone wants to hear what you have to say about their body.
0: No, they don't. That comment he made about the plus size section as well. Fuck off. God. Like... There are some super cute clothes in the the plus size section. Yeah. (laughs) I went to... When when I was in Japan for, uh, for a holiday... In Japan... I'm plus size. Oh, yeah. So I was going around all these shops and I was like, do they have this in triple XL? Even though, like, I'm a normal person, normal sized person, I would say. God, it was awful. I felt terrible. Yeah. Walking around all these plus size sections looking for a cute t-shirt or whatever. But there was some really nice stuff in there. So I hope she just gets rid of him.
1: I've ordered a corsets from china before and it's like 5x oh yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i've also done that and it is like 5 x l. it's huge
1: yeah and then it comes and it's still half a size too small yes <laughs> uh yeah she needs to leave uh, or kick him out because it's her fucking house
0: this is the other thing that is annoying to me how dare he tell her in her own house that she doesn't need to buy an ac unit
1: oh uh he addresses that in the comments uh someone said that exact same thing and she said and he says, she invited me, so it's our house. If she no, didn't isn't. want me caring about her health, she shouldn't have invited me to live with her, and she shouldn't constantly push me to make comments by doing things she knows I don't like. What? What? None of that makes sense. She made me do this. She made me do this. No. <laughs> is what he's saying, which is a classic abuser tactic. <sighs> She made me behave this way, nope. The only thing that he gets towards that seems to vaguely make sense is this comment. He says, but part of me feels like she doesn't know how to be healthy. If her trying to diet leads to an eating disorder, then obviously she needs help dieting. I just want her to be healthy. like." It's possible that she might need a little bit of help, but not from fucking him <laughs> if she wants to, which it doesn't
0: sound like she does no she does she was in a pretty good place, sound by the sounds of it before she met him, and if he is triggering e d thoughts, she needs to go back to therapy, which I assume she she has already been to therapy for her eating disorder. Mm-hmm. um you should never encourage somebody who has had an eating disorder, to diet. Yes, correct. It, that's just, I thought everybody knew that.
1: <laughs> yeah, anorexia has is the mental illness with the highest mortality rate, which is, surprises no one. Like, he needs to shut the fuck up about it. And if he can't, then he needs to get out.
0: Doesn't it also have the highest relapse rate of any kind of illness like that? You, you tend to, You tend to bounce backwards and forwards for the majority of your life.
1: I don't know personally about that but that seems to be the case based on. I mean this is also 10-year-old information from when I was in psychology but right
0: yeah what an asshole just yeah I I I just hate people who make unsolicited comments about your weight and the things that you eat. Yeah like if I'm if I'm on a diet like I am right now I'm not meant to be eating a lot of carbs right now. If my husband goes, "Hey, you really shouldn't be eating that bread." he's right because i've told him you know watch watch me don't let me eat too many carbs if i'm out with my friends and i'm not on a diet and someone looks at me and goes "Mm, you shouldn't have that cake i would tell them to fuck right off yeah yeah it needs to be initiated by the person if someone's
1: like hey I, i need some help you know then he could be like okay let's work out together okay let's uh right i'll make you a smoothie i will cook and i will teach you how to cook
0: and i will help you actually build skills for that why don't you try this high protein vegan meal i've made not you should be vegan and it will stop you being fat
1: (sighs) (sighs) well yeah so hopefully she dumps his ass and i do believe i oh i haven't checked up on him let me
0: oh please check up on him i want to see that she's dumped him and he's miserable I would not be surprised. Also, I I, I just want to throw this out there. If you are on a highly restrictive diet, you cannot expect your partner to want to do the same thing. Like if that's so important to you, you need to make sure that you find a partner who already has that preference. You can't be trying to force your eating habits on other people. I always do find it really weird when vegan people have a non-vegan partner and they're always complaining about how they won't go vegan. It's like, well, you knew this before you started dating them, so I don't understand what the
1: problem is. I would be super happy to go vegan as long as the food tasted okay, if if my partner was willing to cook it. (laughs) Like, sure, you you cook dinner every time.
0: If I went to the doctors tomorrow and they said, okay, you need to switch to a vegan diet or you're going to die, I would do it. But I wouldn't expect my husband to be on a vegan diet diet as well. That's really selfish. Yeah.
1: And especially, like you said earlier, it doesn't work for everybody. Some people actually cannot, for their health, be vegan. Right. You go ahead and fill in, why are you bringing up our age? It doesn't have anything to do with this, on your bingo (laughs) card. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at the comments here, and it's basically just like, she could be unhealthy. She could have health issues if she continues down this path like fuck off with your
0: fake concern my leg could drop off tomorrow like what am i gonna do about it right now i can't see into the future <sighs> like same with the last one he
1: should ask her what do you like and i will make a vegan meal like around that and you can see if you like it and if you don't then we can
0: hey you look you love lasagna let me make you uh, an eggplant lasagna and we'll see how it compares that sounds difficult <laughs> to make a vegan it's, lasagna, but it's actually not that difficult. It's it's pretty easy to make eggplant lasagna as long as you're willing to put it with vegan cheese, which is vile. Well, I
1: got some uh, what's it called? Uh, enriched yeast. That's not what it's called. It's called kombucha. <laughs> it's a, it's like a flaky yeast, and it's cheese. It tastes like cheese. So I kind of mm-hmm. ha- I bought that at Trader Joe's because I'm just like experimenting with food substitutions, and I. Made a, like, an Alfredo sauce, but I forgot to buy uh, Parmesan for it, so I just used that and it worked out pretty good. Huh. Wasn't bad. Anyway, it had meat in it, so it wasn't vegan, but, (laughs) 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 you know.
0: Oh, man, I kill for lasagna right now. I love lasagna.
1: Well, this next one, I kind of changed gears a little bit, so it's a little bit different, and I figured since last week was so horrible that we would go positive (sighs) this week. Yay. I am enjoy I'm enjoying this. Yes. Uh this was a question on relationship advice. I see a lot of discussions about red flags and what to avoid in a relationship. But what are some good flags to look out for? Uh what hmm. characteristics do you think prove to be good in a long-term relationship? Oh. Um I can go first if you want. Yeah, you go first. I'll have a little think. Uh I I mean, obviously, you can have disagreements in, like, politics and stuff, but I generally think that if you agree on your general, like, values, obviously, relationship goals, like, is this a (laughs) long-term relationship? Yeah. And then also, like, similar ambition.
0: Not necessarily (laughs) both of you
1: wanting to make a lot of money, but, like, just similar, like, I see myself being independent, buying a house around this age, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I think for me, with my husband, the qualities I really admired in him, like when we first started dating, he was uh, very thoughtful about what I wanted to do. He he was very interested in, okay, well, what do you like? He cared about my interests. And even if our interests, uh, our hobby interests or like our, you know, casual interests didn't align, he was always willing to change up a plan or um, put my needs into consideration when we were organizing things or like we're going out to eat he'd be like what's your favorite kind of food like he asked a lot of questions about my preferences and what I liked and was willing to accommodate those things so that we could both enjoy ourselves yeah that was that was really important for me Cause I'd been in relationships where, when I started talking about things that I liked, their eyes just glazed over. <laughs> they didn't actually give a shit, and it was really refreshing to sit with somebody and be able to talk about, you know, all the weird jokes I really like in Shakespeare, and they don't immediately switch off. So that I think that's important.
1: Yeah, I feel like that speaks to a couple of things, which is like you care about the other person, obviously, but also like compromise. So that both people can be happy? It's like, well, I, you know, say say it's like, my favorite food is sushi. Going on a date with someone who doesn't like raw fish. Well, we can go to a place that also has, like, teriyaki chicken or whatever. Which is not that big of a deal in the long run. But it, I think, is indicative of the person's willingness to
0: take your desires into consideration. Also, we have only, in the course of our relationship, we have only had one fight and it's because we when we have a problem we're both very comfortable articulating what that problem is and sitting down to work out how to fix that problem so it never gets to the point where one of us is hugely resentful of the other or something keeps happening and we don't feel comfortable saying hey i really don't like this it makes me feel undervalued or unappreciated or it makes it adds to this workload for me like we always talk about anything that is is bothering us and then we work to find a solution yeah
1: which i feel like is that communication piece that 90 percent of the posts we talk about are missing like don't you don't need to get mad or defensive if someone is telling you how they feel just be like okay how can we work this
0: out i think that's especially important for us because we're both introverts so in a in a, a large group situation that can be quite difficult to do um, and we definitely both need our own space. Like we can go whole days and barely see each other for any longer than an hour. But because we have both articulated, hey, if I'm in my room all day, that doesn't mean I'm mad at you. Um, it just means I'm having my space then that irons out a lot of the kind of well, what if she's mad and she's she's in her room seething about me? Yeah. Like we know we both know what we like and what we need to be comfortable in our living arrangement. So yeah, some, sometimes I really need to be by myself. Sometimes I just want to lie on the couch and cuddle with him for three hours. <laughs> sometimes I just I don't want to be near him because I'm, I'm done with people today. And it's that balance.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's especially important right now too, because everybody's just stuck with their significant other. Like yesterday, uh, I spent the entire day playing Bioshock Infinite and husband spent the entire day playing Disco Elysium in his office.
0: And that was fine. My husband spent five hours playing some factory game yesterday. And I sat in my room and wrote my novel and listened to music and watched (laughs) Hell's Kitchen while I was doing that. And everything was fine. He came out of his room at 5 p.m. and was like, I blinked and it was (laughs) five (laughs) hours. It's like, yeah, it's fine. You're
1: good. Yeah. And I feel like what you were saying earlier about like knowing that the other person isn't mad at you. Also, like being willing to speak up when something's bothering you. Yes. Instead of either being passive aggressive or like uh, acting in a a way that you think will fix the problem without communicating it. Does that make sense? Just like acting, assuming,
0: assuming what the other person thinks. Right, and I think I think we learned that when we were long distance for about a year. I was in England, he was in America, and um, while we spoke every day, we maybe only skyped twice. And people would say to me, well, "Aren't you worried about what he's doing over there while you're <laughs> not there?" because like, you can't. I was like, "No." Like, if he's if he's cheating on me and he's six and a half thousand miles away, what can I do about it? Absolutely nothing. So I just have to trust that he's sticking by his word. And I don't see any reason not to trust him. He's never given me a reason not to trust him. I think that's really important. That's a really good, like, I'm not going to say a white flag, like a gold flag, is he didn't need to know where I was every 20 seconds. Oh, God, yeah. And I didn't need to know where he was every 20 seconds because I intrinsically trusted that he was doing what he said he was doing. And, you know, if... We only ever got to speak to each other maximum, you know, a couple of hours a day, because for the majority of the day, because of the time difference in England, he was asleep. Yeah. So, you know, I, I didn't have time or space to worry about what he was doing. And I think now that we're together, that set a really good precedent, because there have been times where he's gone to, you know, I can't remember, San Francisco by himself to spend a weekend with his friend. And I just let him do it. I didn't text him every day. He sent me updates. I've been in England for a whole 10 days without him before. And he wasn't bothering me every day. So it's really good to know that you have your own life, your own personal space, and you don't need to worry about, oh, he's going to think that I'm doing this, or I have to text him at exactly 11 o'clock. That's that's really important too.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that could also be a uh, like a variation from person to person. Like If you have two people who are really independent, and that works for them. Mm-hmm. But then maybe you have two people who need a lot more attention from each other in, like, a healthy way, not in a codependent way. Yeah, no. You know, like, and as long as you're both okay and happy with that level. Because, like, <laughs> I think I've talked about my first boyfriend on here. He was like that. Like, you were just describing.
0: Oh, yeah. My first boyfriend was incredibly controlling.
1: Controlling, clingy, jealous. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, yep
1: just horrible and and then my second boyfriend was uh very distant and not very emotionally supportive and then i met my husband so it's like too hot too cold just right
0: (laughs) yeah i had my first boyfriend we were only 300 miles away when i went to university but he would call me literally every day and he would expect me to call him at 10 p.m every night from my bed So I couldn't go out and do anything um, and enjoy my time at university because whenever anybody came and was like, oh, we're going to the club. Do you want to come? I'd be like, no, I have to be in bed at 10 or my boyfriend's going to be mad. He would drive for five hours to come and get me as a surprise, regardless of what I had planned at the weekend. And he would take me back to my hometown and I'd spend the whole weekend just with him. And then he'd drive me back. Yeah, that's gross. it, It was just awful and i didn't realize exactly how controlling he was until he started double standardsing me and spending all night out with this girl from uh his work who we'd had problems with before and i was like wait how come he's allowed to go to the club with this girl and all her friends and i'm not allowed to build a snowman with a dude from my apartment (laughs) complex so yeah i got rid of that shit yeah
1: This is the same one I I had to dump like four times and eventually had to do it on Facebook Messenger because he would start crying and begging every time.
0: No, this (laughs) is the guy who had his stuff in my house for 18 months. goodness. So the the one who called me on Valentine's Day to make sure I wasn't lonely after I broke up with it.
1: Oof. Rough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's better to be alone than be in a bad relationship.
0: I was like, no, I'm not lonely. My little sister's here and we're going to the pub, so fuck off. (laughs) maybe leave me alone yeah so definitely being allowed to have your own space and think your own thoughts and have your own mind about stuff there's stuff that me and my husband don't agree about for real but he doesn't ever make me feel stupid or lesser for it we can have discussions about stuff one of the discussions that we used to have quite regularly was about uh, marijuana legalization Mm -hmm. I've said previously that um, weed is very illegal in the UK. And, you know, when you grow up with that mindset for your whole entire life, suddenly coming to a place where, hey, weed is legal, and every single place you go, people are going (laughs) to offer it to you and going to look at you weird if you say no. um, That was really difficult for me. And we had a lot of discussions about that. And it would be like, hey, why... Weed is no more dangerous than alcohol. In fact, it's less dangerous than alcohol. And, it, you know, I appreciated the discussion, but my mind wasn't changed. Like, I don't I don't partake of the herb <laughs> because, you know, I'm just not interested in that. And it still feels really illegal to me. Like, it's this thing in my brain where when I see people smoking weed, I'm like, should you be doing that? Isn't that
1: illegal? Um, yeah, for sure. It's like, it's just because you intellectually know something doesn't mean you're emotionally right. buy into it,
0: yeah. I know it's mostly harmless. It, it, you know, it can't really do anything to your body except, you know, impair your reaction times, mostly. But I'm I'm out. I don't, I'm, I'm not interested in it. So, yeah, it's it's important that you... I think what I'm trying to say is it's important that your partner doesn't try and change the person that you are in order to conform with their expectations of what you should be. Yes, absolutely. You should always be allowed to be two different people Living their lives and choosing to be together. Yeah. And if, like,
1: there are people who get into relationships who think, I can change this person, I can fix them. You cannot. You cannot fix a person. They have to be motivated to change themselves. And even then, I would not get your hopes up. You should get into a relationship with someone that you already like. You won't need to like how they already are.
0: Yeah. And I also do think that this is just a general observation that I've made I was single for a really long time before I met my husband and that was a really important time for me because it allowed me to properly understand what it was that I wanted like instead of being in a relationship and trying to make myself fit into somebody else's understanding of what a relationship should be I was able to take a really long look at, okay, what are deal breakers for me? What do I want and what do I not want? Do I want children? Do I want marriage? Are those are the things that I, I can I can do. How important is it for me to be able to have my own space to do my writing or whatever? And once I had figured all that stuff out, it was like, okay, these are my parameters. If anybody doesn't fit that standard, I've been single for this long. I can go with being single for this long again if it means that I get what I want.
1: Yeah, yeah. And just- So I would... Sorry, go ahead.
0: I I was just going to say, I normally say to people who've just come out of a long-term relationship or who have been single for a while, I'm like, this time being single is the best time for you to figure out exactly what it is that you want. Don't rush into anything that isn't, you know, that does not fit your criteria. Spend some time by yourself. Learn to live with yourself. Because if you can be happy being by yourself, being with somebody else is a bonus.
1: Yes, and you won't settle for being with someone just so you're not alone
0: right being in a relationship should enrich your life it shouldn't detract from anything that you already have
1: well we went over time um i have a funny post but i can save it for next time unless you want to run through it well now we're way over time
0: (laughs) let's save it okay yes yes yes
1: well uh where can people find you on twitter
0: uh, people can find me at Esme underscore C underscore knows, as in knows lots of things. Um, you can also find our Facebook page for the podcast, which is R the Letter, You the Letter, Serious Podcast. And you, Morgan? I am at Morgan
1: underscore Slay on Twitter. You can find our podcast on Twitter at R the Letter, You the Word, Serious Pod. I'm not going to say on Twitter <laughs> again. Um, and you can email us at R the Letter, You the Letter, Serious Pod at gmail dot no. What did I say? You can Wait, email us what? at. That... R the letter you the word serious pod at gmail dot com. And please, if you, you know, we haven't said this before, but if you have your own relationship issues you would like us to <laughs> attempt to address, you can go ahead and send that to us. I think we'll try. We can try. <laughs>
0: that's, that's all we can promise.
1: We're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna make any promises. <laughs> <laughs> our our advice will probably be talk to your partner maybe get a therapist maybe dump them
0: yeah it's either gonna be talk to your partner do therapy or leave leave now and never look back <laughs>